0: Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including seeds. Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Go. Welcome to the show podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 713 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about mother plants. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to Frankie. Let's send a big thank you. Shout out to Stash Drop and Thomas McGinnis. Let's send a big thank you shout-out to A.D. Viking. Let's send a big fist bump to A. Fox. I want to send a big thank you shout-out to my buddy Made While Medicated. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout-out to Mr. and Noah N. Let's send a big fist bump to a longtime supporter, my buddy Alabama Man. Let's send a thank you shout-out to Smoke What. Let's send a big fist bump to Zoso J and Elder's Garden. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout-out to GreenVet88224. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. I do want to take an extra second to send a special thank you to everybody who supports the Patreon, especially the past two months, because the past two months have been record setters. Uh, We've got a record number of patrons and a record number of patronage, of funding coming in. I do appreciate that. That does not go unnoticed. So big thank you to each and every one of you who continue to support the Patreon, especially the past two months. I do appreciate it. Uh, To show you a little special thank you. Uh, In the month of February, this episode should come out February 1st if I timed things correctly. Uh, in the month of February, I will offer a special discount code for the merch store for the patrons at the $7.10 a month level or higher. So, if you're contributing $7.10 or higher, you'll get a discount code. Uh, I will try to do uh, the higher levels. You're contributing, the higher discount code you will receive. So, check for that discount code on Patreon. Uh, that will be for the merch store where you can get the uh, the T-shirts, the stickers, the grinders, the rolling trays, and of course the sweet new Grow From Your Heart podcast hemp hats. I don't think I've talked about these on the show. Quickly, let me ramble about these. This piece inside here, this is just a uh, protective piece so that when I ship it to you, it doesn't get crushed and destroyed. Keeps the hat supported. What we've got here is the Grow From Your Heart podcast original logo. Uh, I call it the EQ logo. It's got that EQ bar on there. Uh, We've got a, uh, I should mention, these are made by Alpine Hemp Company. These are a hemp hat uh, made by our friends at Alpine Hemp Company. Big shout out to Alpine Hemp. Got the Grow From Your Heart podcast logo on the front. On the bill here, we've got the red, yellow, and green stitching. I'll hold that up closer to the camera there. I'm sure it's picking it up. I can't see what's happening. It does have the Alpine Hemp sticker that does come off when you're ready or leave it on there if you're that guy. Uh, We've got the Alpine Hemp hang, hang tag here. We do have the red, yellow, and green stitching across the top of the hat. Then we've got the, it says GFYHTV on the side here. On this side, we've got the Alpine Hemp Co tag which is also ladies and gentlemen, that is a joint caddy. That's right. You can stick a joint in there. I've got a pen here. I can show you with the pen. I don't have a joint handy, but you could stick a pen right in there. And that would work also as a joint caddy. You could rock a fat spliff up there. Always have a joint ready to smoke. Uh, please be careful if you're uh, only do that in legal locations, but we got a joint caddy up there. Also, we got the cool red hemp tag back here. Let everybody know you're rocking the hemp hat that you care about the world about the planet. Uh, we're using hemp now uh, on the inside. You probably already saw it. I haven't spoken about it. This is printed with a sublimated image of blue raspberry truffle seeds. If I remember correctly, that is an image of blue raspberry truffle seeds made to look like you've got seeds inside the hat. Of course, red, yellow, green liner. Got to keep it Rasta for the Rasta Jeff style here. These hats, my friends, my, my fellow smokers and growers, these are available on the web store. Simply hit the website, irigenetics.com, Click on the merch store. That will take you right there. If you are supporting on Patreon, you've already got the link. Go check Patreon. Uh, I'm not sure where it will show you, but you may get an email. It'll pop up. Go look for it. Thank you guys for the continued support. That went longer than it was supposed to. Also, uh, I will blow out some of the other merch uh, when you go to for the coupon code. That will be valid on all of the merchandise. Shirts, stickers, grinders, rolling trays, dab mats. A lot of stuff will be getting blown out. Then we're going to add more merch. We got to blow out some of this merch. Here's the deal. Here's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I've got a couple of boxes with like random shit in it, and there's not enough stuff in those boxes to make those boxes sitting there. Want to uh, liquidate and consolidate some merchandise so that we can get new merchandise. Spring is coming. I'd like to order some new merch for the spring., uh, If you have any merch ideas for spring, uh, grow from your heart podcast, Iregenetics merchandise, I would love to see your uh, your designs. If it's a certain merch piece that I haven't offered, Um, I like to offer things that are useful and practical to the community as merchandise, the grinders, rolling trays, things like that. I'm sure you're using those exactly as anticipated. Hats are cool. You can wear them. Shirts are cool. What am I missing? If you're part of the merch marketing team, let me know what else I should make. Also, if you've got some designs, uh, if there's a strain that I put out that doesn't have cool artwork... Uh, And you make some artwork, let me know. Maybe we can use your artwork. Also, keep in mind, we have to be careful with some of the strains that I've created. We can't make art for all of them because that may get us in trouble. If the strain name is uh, derived from something famous already, we probably shouldn't make artwork for it. But some things we could definitely use artwork for. Now I feel like I'm begging for art, begging for your help out there. I like crowdsourcing. Uh, You guys taught me design. You, My friends on Discord helped me design this hat here. It seems to be working. I like the crowd help. Uh, you guys are going to be wearing it, rocking it, using it. Why not get your feedback? Where do we go from there? I think we've talked about all this stuff on the notes here. Let's get into the topic of this podcast, which is your mom. Your mom plants, to be more specific. I do have an email here. This one came from our friend, used to be cool. Used to be cool, has been listening to the podcast for a long time. Has not emailed with a question in quite a while, which makes me feel like a uh, our friend is learning quite a bit. They've gotten confident in the growth. They haven't needed my help, which makes me proud. I do appreciate that. Uh, I left the mechanic shop the other day, and I said, it was good seeing you, bro, but I really hope I don't have to see you for a while. And he understood he understood exactly what I meant. Every time I see him, something's wrong with the damn car. Didn't want to have to see him for a while. Uh, I think that our buddy used to be cool. is doing great because he hasn't messaged me with the problem in a long time. This one, I will quit rambling and we'll cut to the chase. Uh, It goes a little bit like this. It says, If you read this on your show, please don't use my real name. Brother, we, I've read a lot of your messages. I know you as used to be cool. When I see your real name, it just translates into my brain. There's a switch. I get it by now, bro. Big love, big respect. Thank you for being around for so long. It says, I have a question about keeping a mother plant. I have never kept a cut beyond a few runs, mainly because of space restrictions. That is completely understandable. I'm here in the state of Colorado. Uh, If you've got recreational cannabis, you were allowed six plants. If you've got your medical recommendation, you were allowed an additional six in most cities and counties. Uh, Most places limit you. A lot of people talk about their extended plant count. A lot of cities and counties don't give a shit about your extended plant count. You are limited to six and 12. It says, however, I found a plant I want to explore a little. My dude fell in love. Congratulations, brother. I know that feeling. Trust me. Uh, it says, I was. it was the only female from a pack of freebies. Well, that's cool that the, the female freebie was awesome. The female freebie was fucking fantastic. It's fabulous to found her. You say that five times fast, I'll send you a pack of seeds. And so she can't be replaced. Yes, I know that feeling. I've got a lot of female cuts that cannot be replaced, especially my male cut. Imagine if we had to find another King Solomon. It goes on. I'm rambly today, you guys. I must have smoked some good shit. Thanks for hanging out with me. It says, however, I realize I don't really know how to keep a mom. My specific question is whether I should multi-top the plant to increase branches so I can harvest more cuts or simply let it grow naturally and let the cuts I take also count as topping. I would also just like some basic information about how long to keep the mother before flowering it out and starting a new mom and any other... It looks like my printer just fucking gave up at that point. I was like, nope, I'm done printing. So that's what we got here. Uh, It ends with and any other. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to ask for any other information that I can provide to help you. I keep a mother plant happy, set you up for success. Let's get into that because I do have a lot of useful tips. Being a breeder, a longtime cultivator, I have kept cuts around. Excuse me for having to hear that for a moment. I've kept cuts around for a long time. I've talked about a flow plant that I had for uh, 2008. I probably had that fucker for 10, 12 um, man, I probably had that plant for twelve years. We're just gonna say twelve years. I don't know exactly, uh, but ten or twelve years. I had a flow plant by keeping a mother plant of it. When that mother plant would uh, outgrow the pot or outgrow the shape, sometimes they just you cut them and take mom, like take clones off them. They start getting unshapely and unruly. I would just take another fresh cut and rejuvenate and start fresh. That's a thing as a breeder with a selection of mom plants. That's something that I do routinely. Uh, It's about every six months, sometimes sooner, depending on the cuts. Uh, the Congo grows too fast. She has to be remombed too early. Um, but I try to remom my shit occasionally just to keep the genetics fresh, just to keep them uh, ruly the shape that I want. So you started with a very good question. Let me get back on track here. Um, let me back up into something that we should, that you should have done further. You didn't make a mistake. You didn't know this was going to be a champion, so you did not know to keep a clone. But this is why I say always keep a clone of every plant you grow. Um, I'm a breeder. I run a lot of test seeds. It is hard to keep keep a clone of everything. So what I do in that, a lot of times I'm willing to just let it go because I've got enough seeds where I can run it and find it again. I found, I've seen what I wanted to see that can go. I'm not too attached a lot of the time. Sometimes I do wish I had a keeper. I wish I would have kept it. In that case, what I will do is re a plant. It's never too late to cut a clone off of a plant. If you've decided that that plant is fucking fire, you want it, cut a clone, keep that around or re that plant after you harvest. I've done... Uh, full episodes on cutting clones, revegging, monster cropping. I've done episodes on all of that. That's all available. So always take a clone because you never know um, if it's going to be fire. You never, ever know. Just like this case, it's the only female and it needs to be kept. So if you would have had a clone, um, if you have a clone, then you can keep this going on. So hopefully you've got a clone, um, but always keep a clone. That's something I talk about. Then where are we? Or learn to re um, I have re a bud. I may have talked about this on the show before I was at a friend's greenhouse and he had plants that were pretty far along. It was almost smokable, but not quite. And he thought it would be nice and clip me off a little bud, like a good size bud and toss it to me. And he's like, go home and smoke that and let me know what you think. And I was like, well, it's way too early. I'm going to think it's crap. But that was super nice of you because our buddy white Mike had the brilliant idea. He said, if you don't clone that you fucked up. And I was like, dude, I think we're thinking the same exact thing. So we drove straight to the house, put it in some clone X, put it in a dome, uh, got it, gl- put it in a uh, clone plug, put it in a dome, got it going as a clone. And that fucker rooted and it reveged. And I had a clone on my friend's plant that he didn't know that I had. Kept it around to me. Maybe, maybe I've bred something to it recently that we can't talk about yet here on the show because people don't even know that that's what they're testing. Let me keep myself on track here. Uh, so you can clone... Uh, it's never too late to clone something, revege it and rescue it. So now let's talk more about keeping a mom plant. Your first question is how do you shape it uh, to provide clones? That is a very good question. It is all about your goal. I don't know how many clones you need. I don't know how your growth style is. So the main thing, I always take that middle top right out and make that a clone because all the other branches are gonna grow to a certain height and that top is gonna keep going and fuck everything up. It's gonna You're gonna have to adjust the light and everything because of that top bud, that top node, that apical dominant node, just take that out. Use that as a clone. Now you've got a nice even canopy. Now you've got a lot of options for cloning once it starts to grow. As a home grower, you're probably, I'm assuming here, you're probably not going to need more than six, 12, maybe 20. I don't know your state, your limit, uh, what you're doing. You're not going to need a lot of clones. So one mother plant in a three to five gallon pot can provide a lot of clones, but you have to learn how to shape it to provide those clones and where to cut from to keep the plant active and growing to give you even more clones once you've cut it. So it's kind of learning, learning the plant. If you've got a plant that is squat and stout, uh, and it makes a lot of branching, it's easier to get more clones more frequently. If you've got a tall, stretchy plant like the Congo, um, there aren't a lot of places to clone from, but there's a lot of plant material because it's so fucking long, But it's one big main with like eight side branches. So if I were to clone from it, I could get nine clones maybe. But I've got some, uh, let's talk about the Chernobyl plant that I've got. That fucker grows real short, real squat, and makes one main top that takes off, but then a lot of side branching. I could get 40 clones off of a plant the same size as I could the Congo just because of the shape and structure of the plant. So that's going to have a lot to do with it. The main things are the shape and structure of the plant, the size of the plant, and then how many clones and how frequently do you need them? So I always start with that main top, take that out, let them grow evenly. And then as they get taller, uh, take those as your next round of clones and they'll start catching up. Eventually you'll have like a hedge. Then you can, you'll learn when I cut here, always cut at the node when there's another node sticking up. So you got your main branch and you got another, let me come down, let me adjust this mic and get my shit together. That was awkward the way I did that. Uh, You got the main branch coming up. This is your main branch, right? These are leaves, whatever my fingers are leaves. You got a node right here sticking off top it right before that. And that new one will make another branch. If you do it where there's one coming up here and one coming up here, you just made two tops where there was one. And now the next time you cut, you got this sticking out and now you got two tops and you can, those will make more tops. It'll do the same thing. And you can cut the tops out of there and then you'll make four out of it. And if you, once you figure out that art, uh, you'll get really good at it. Keep in mind that you can reclone this plant, get a clone of it, grow it out, keep it as a mother plant. Uh, then once it gets unruly, unshapely, use one of your clones as your new mother plant and keep practicing to achieve the shape you need, uh, you desire the shape that reaches your goal. All right. I do have a bunch of notes here that I didn't even talk about. I've been going for quite a while. Um, mom question, uh, selection. It's all about selection. What works best for you? Sounds like you found one you want to play with. You've got a plant that you want to turn into a mother plant. I would recommend keeping it under a veg light. Um, I don't have this note written down, so I want to talk about this quickly. If you don't up pot your mother plants, sometimes some plants do have the potential to begin to auto flower or show you problems once they get root bound. So keep it in a big enough pot for it to grow wide and strong, have a healthy root zone that way it can branch out, bush out and provide you the clones you need. So pot size is very important. Then, uh, after that, I'm going to say that veg light is very important. Light cycle, um, the same with the pot size. If you don't give it enough light, if you don't give it enough air, enough space, uh, if the VPD is off, if this plant gets stressed out and you keep it around for a while, it may try to flower on you. So give it enough light uh, depending on, we're going to talk about daily light integral in a very soon upcoming episode here, but depending on the kind of light you're giving it, the intensity and the amount of hours, pay attention to that light. Uh, pay attention to the plant. Give it enough light to where it will not go into flower. I Sometimes I run 18.6 for my mom's, Often, if I've got full control of everything, it'll be 20 on and four off for my mother plants. Give them those two hours extra of light, uh, just makes them grow stronger, prevents them from flowering. They don't even get the idea that it's dark enough to think about flowering. And then they get four hours for the plant to sleep. A lot of the root cycles, a lot of the stuff happening down there in the rhizosphere happens in the night. A lot of the growth stuff happens in the night. Uh, Also, I want my equipment to get a four-hour rest. That's four hours of electricity I don't have to pay for. Four hours longer, my bulb will last every day. Uh, It doesn't seem like a big deal in a home grow and a small cultivation, but if you're running a large-scale commercial cultivation facility, uh, your mom room can uh, be—I've been in a veg room, a mom room with 50 to 100 lights just vegging and mom. I've been in much larger, but I'm just saying it can be— uh, 50 lights just for mother plants, just for keeping genetics and small clones around can be a lot. So if you can minimize the amount of lights that are on, uh, the time, give your equipment some rest, that will save some on the bill. Also time on your equipment, less fans running, less shit happening. Uh, everything costs a little something. R- right now, everything costs a lot more. We don't need to talk about that. But um, lights, think about lighting. We want veg lighting, blue lighting, um, If you've got the options for switching, if you're old school, uh, you do HPS and metal halides, you want the blue metal halides right now. If your uh, LED light has a switch for veg or flower, switch that fucker to veg. That's where you want to be, the most blue light you can give it. I'm not an expert on lighting, but we do want veg lights at this point. Also, to go with that veg light, we do want vegetative nutrients. I focus mainly on that nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. Of course, they're going to need a little bit of CalMag. Uh, They're not in flower. They're not in high-performance mode. Once they get bigger and the soil burns out, whatever you got them in, you will need to feed them CalMag and other things. But think about the basics, uh, just basic veg newts. Uh, I like to feed them a lot of microbes. I feed everything a shit ton of microbes just because I think that keeps the soil moving. We're going to talk in the future about overfeeding of microbes. Uh, but feed it veg nutrients, basically Uh, your basic vegetative nutrients. You don't have to give it all the boosters and shit because you're not trying to make it uh, grow, grow, grow. We're just trying to make it a big enough plant to provide healthy, happy cuts. Um, Then we're going to touch on something I already talked about. Shape it to offer the amount of clones you need at the frequency of which you need them. Um, Maybe some people keep a one gallon, tiny bonsai mother plant that they take one clone off of, and it grows a little bit bigger and they take two off of, They let it grow a little bit bigger. Next time they get three, then they up pot that into a bigger pot. Or maybe they just abandon that one and use one of the other clones and keep going because they cannot have large plants. Or maybe you grow gigantic fucking plants that you've just got hedged up and trimmed up as much as you can and you're just taking thousands of cuts at a time. It's all about your goal. I talked about shaping it. Uh, Shaping the plant will become an art once you realize when I cut here. Uh, this branch will grow this way. When I cut here, these two split this way. You kind of have to do it to learn it and you'll experience it and you'll figure it out very quickly on a couple of plants. So shape it the way you want. Mother plants can be small. They can be huge. It depends on how many you want to keep around and how many cuts you're going to need. I generally keep my mother plants in a three to five gallon pot. I keep them fairly far apart so the wind can blow and they don't get any issues. And when I apply uh, a sprayed pesticide or foliar feed, that was harder to say than it looked. Uh, They're far enough apart that I can get all of the plants carefully and individually. I keep them in the three to five gallon pot. I veg them out or I keep them, I guess, um, I try to keep them around 18 inches, 24 inches tall. Sometimes they'll hit about three feet tall. Once they get about that three feet tall, they start getting unruly, out of control. I have to make too many adjustments. That's when I'll take as many clones as I can get from one plant. I'll get as many clones as I can get from that one plant. So I'll make sure that I'm going to get a keeper. I'll have a row of all of my mom plants in a clone dome temporarily. Um, We'll get roots. As soon as I see roots and as soon as I know I've got security, I will toss that big mother plant or maybe I'll put it into flower. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Maybe I'll drag it out to the greenhouse. Uh, I pointed right there. It's not right there. It's way the fuck out there, but we'll take it out to the greenhouse out in the middle of nowhere put it out there, make some seeds out of it. You never know what could happen. But oftentimes once they get big and unruly, uh, I whack them down. It hurts Mike's feelings. Mike has been here and helped me put giant plants in trash cans and he just shakes his head. And he's like, buddy, I wish we could put these outside. I'm like, bro, it's fucking December. Like we could, but they're just going to freeze and it's going to be like, it's heartbreaking a little bit to chop down giant plants. But once you realize, uh, those plants have given me a hundred clones and they've served their purpose, they've made a thousand seeds and 500 other plants and 40 pounds of weed, and you start thinking about all the other shit they produced, it's okay that that big mother plant goes bye bye. So, some people are going to keep big mother plants. Some people are going to keep uh, small mother plants. I think I keep medium sized mother plants, two to three feet tall. Uh, they're about, uh, probably, I'm a drummer, that's probably 18 inches around. I'm thinking about the size of a good floor, Tom. 16, 18 inches, 18 inches around at the top. I can get plenty of cuts from those. Um, then, sometimes, let's talk about this. Is this on my notes in this direction? Um, occasionally I will just drag that mother plant in quotation marks into the flower room and bloom it out. If you were using this mother plant as a clone donor while it vegged and you used those clones to shape that plant, um, I always talk about when I'm running a new plant, I take that main top out and use that as a clone. When I'm lollipopping, I take two of the bottoms off and I use those as clones. Now I've got three clones. I could do that with a mother plant, and then flower it just as easily as I did with my new seedling. So sometimes, if you don't have space for a full-on dedicated mother plant or an arsenal of mother plants, let's say that you're limited uh, to only 12 plants and you want to keep a genetic around, but you can't dedicate a mother space or a mother room, uh, use your veg plants as a mother plant. Just perpetually have, let's just say we want to grow, let's say Lemon Jeffrey. You've got a lemon Jeffrey plant. You want to grow it over and over again, but you can't keep a dedicated mom. You've got a plant of it. Grow it up like you're going to veg it. Take the top out. Take a clone of that. Take the two bottoms off of it because you're going to clean the bottom of this plant up anyway. Take two bottoms off of it. Create clones out of that. Now you've got three clones. One of them should root. If you've watched my clone tech video, uh, there's a full podcast about cutting clones. I cut clones in the video. If you watch that, Follow that SOP. You will have success. One of those three clones will root if you do this. So get the three clones. Now, once you've got your three clones and you're sure that they're going to root, you can drag that big plant into the flower room and just take good care of those clones. Maybe wait a little bit longer if you're not super experienced, but you've got secure cuts. You can keep vegging also. If your veg time isn't up, if you're still vegging, waiting longer, uh, you can cut those clones get them rooted, put them into a small pot, let them grow. And you've got three of them over there. Now you've got mother plants for backup. Um, Pick the best one, keep that as your growing plant, or keep those three for veg for the next run. You've got plants for the next run. And then guess what? When it's time to run the next run, you've got those three plants. Take the three tops as clones. You could probably pull fucking nine or 12 off the bottom of those. Now you got at least three to 12 clones to fuck with again drag those big plants into the flower room. You got your clones, pot those, pot them again, veg them, get them stronger, repeat the process. So you don't necessarily need a dedicated mother plant as long as you remember to take a clone or as many clones as you need from your crop before you flower it out. Most of us are topping our plants, cutting the bottoms off anyway. So why not? If you're doing three big plants in the flower room, four big plants in the flower room, you've got four tops. Fucking, what is that? Eight bottoms you could take off there. That's going to give you however many what that is. Eight, tw- 16, 24. Some number and multiples of four as a drummer. I should have followed along. It's probably 12 is probably the number I'm fucking up. And I'm a drummer is why I didn't think of 12. Um, you can get your cuts off of those plants. The amount of plants you're about to flower is the amount of cuts you need probably, right? If you're keeping a cycle going. So you got three big plants, take three big clones and do it all over again. You don't need a dedicated mother. I hope I made that clear because I talked about it for a really long time. Veg the plant. Cut a clone. Veg that plant. While that one's vegging, throw the other one into flower. As soon as that one's ready, cut more clones from it, throw it into flower. You got clones. They're right there. As long as your clone tech is solid, or as long as you wait until you can get that clone into a pot and get it grown big enough to where you're secure that you've got it, if you've got two or three copies, you know you've got it there. Uh, then throw it into flower. And if all else fails, uh, we can re veg the one that's in the flower room. We can take a cut from that one. So that is an easy way to keep the mother plants. You don't have to keep it dedicated. Mother plant. God, I went on for way too long about that. Um, rotate your moms occasionally. If you're not going to do the rotational move like I just talked about, uh, refresh, renew, and rotate your mother plants occasionally. I said I do it about every six months, once a year, depending on the genetics, the situation, the size of the room. Sometimes that goes more quickly, sometimes it takes longer. In a commercial grow, um, I may do it sooner because the plants grow so largely under all of those lights. Now, here's something people are going to talk about. The word you're going to try to spit out, throw at me, uh, use for controversy, type in the comments is the word genetic drift. And right now I'm going to go wrong. Nope. Genetic drift is not possible in this situation. Uh, If you listen to the full episode I did called genetic drift, that will explain why this is not genetic drift. If you do notice that your plants are getting weaker over time, genetic drift is not the cause of this. If you keep a healthy mother plant and you take healthy clones in a clean environment, and you grow those clones properly, and love them, and take care of them, and feed them, and don't let them get any pathogens or problems. You can perpetually keep those plants forever. You will not face any problems if you keep them clean. Don't let them get any viruses, any pathogens, no bugs. Everything like that will degrade the quality of your plants. That will give you weaker plants, uh, less strength, less vigor. Uh, you'll start seeing changes. Also, different environments will give you different changes. So if you think that the plant is changing. Uh, Your clone tech or the environment possibly are changing from that plant. Maybe your humidity, uh, your warmth, uh, anything could change will give the plant a little bit different expression. I noticed that my winter crops and my summer crops are different in the same room with the same cuts, uh, just basically because of the environmental factors I cannot control, can't dial in because of the extremes we face here in Colorado. We get negative 17 in the winter and fucking 117 in the summer. So I've got a lot to work with. I see a lot of different conditions. It's my responsibility to dial them in. I get as close as I can, trust me. But it's a lot to work with sometimes. However, genetic drift is not the word. You may see problems, some degradation. But in my opinion, in my experience, healthy plants make healthy clones for generations. I told you I kept that uh, flow clone around for at least 10 years. When I decided to get rid of it, Uh, It was just as beautiful and healthy as the day I got it. I cut a bunch of clones of it when I was done with it, and I spread those clones out to my friends. I felt that was the polite thing to do. I was like, hey, you guys love flow. Uh, I've been growing her for years. I'm done with her. Instead of just taking her out back and shooting her, uh, maybe I'll give you guys a bunch of cuts, and you can let it live on. Just don't let me fucking smell it, smoke it. I don't want to be around it anymore. Uh, Nothing wrong with that plant, you guys. I'm just done with it. I've smelled so much flow. I grew so much flow, smoked so much flow, that uh i'm done i don't want to smell it taste it look at it i woke up every morning smelling flow then i would go to the dispensary at which i worked and we sold flow and guess what just smell sell smoke more flow i got sick of it shout out to flow from progressive nothing but love also big shout out to dj short And everybody involved in that flow story, you guys know where the flow came from. If you know, you know, big up and thank you, much respect. All right, healthy plants make healthy clones. I don't think genetic drift is a a thing. It's definitely not a thing when we're cloning plants. Do some research. I've already explained why in a full episode. All right, my friend used to be cool. I think I've rambled on for long enough about mother plants. Feed them veg nutrients. Give them lots of veg light. Keep them in a big enough pot to where they don't get root bound because they will get root bound and they may give you some problems there uh, shape them the way you need them, uh, to give you the amount of clones as frequently as you need, rotate them out. Uh, you don't need a keeper mom all the time. As long as you've got a veg plant of that mom, you have got the genetics stored, cut a clone of it, get that clone rooted, put that big plant into flower, perpetually keep that bad bitch around. That's how you can do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen, chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I want to thank you once again for watching and listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I did have a good time recording this one. Felt super comfortable tonight. Sometimes this microphone just sounds so good in the headphones. Sometimes it doesn't. Let's hope it edits as well as it recorded. Big shout out to this camera for holding on. Camera number two could kiss my ass. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, let's wrap it all up. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you can send me an email. The email address is at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me your feedback. Also, don't forget about that Grow tab on the website. The website is iriegenetics.com, I-R-I-E, Genetics, I-R-I-E. Genetics.com. There's a grow help tab. If you click on that tab, it'll ask you a few preliminary questions about your garden. You can send me grow help questions. You can send me podcast questions through there. Let me know what's on your mind. I'll do my best to answer those. Keep in mind, it is just me answering the emails. Don't get frustrated or discouraged if I haven't answered or replied or read your message here on the show immediately. I've got a stack of shows lined up. I've already got shows programmed, ready to go. Your question may be coming up, so don't get annoyed with me. Also, it's just me answering thousands of emails. Thank you for your patience. Uh, Website, email, uh, grow help tab. Oh, subscribe. Now is a good time to remind you to like and subscribe. Click like on the video. Also, subscribe to the video. Uh, or the what is it subscribe to the channel that's better there you go like and subscribe i forgot what the fuck i was even trying to say uh patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart if you feel like this podcast was educational informative and or entertaining all you have to do is check out patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart all of the information you need to support the show will be right there on that screen that was a mouthful to get out so quickly all right that is all i've got for you for this episode you know i'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content i want to give a giant shout out to my buddy tonto's garden And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.